gentlemen, welcome to the program of Please put your hands together for your compare this evening, Mr. Dan Nightingale. Not for me. Not for me, for the show. Well, partly for me, but, you know, for the show mainly. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name's Dan. I'm your host and compere. Welcome to everyone sat under the purple light. You thought you'd be all right, but we've put this fucking horrible purple light up now so I can see you better than fucking anyone. And if you're wearing white, papa, I can see you a little bit extra. Um, front row, I know you're thinking you're just going to get hammered. You're extra gutted because these didn't turn up. You thought you'd be safe. You thought it's fine. You were like, it's going to be fine. I know it's date night and it could get cringy, but there's, we're second row, so we're absolutely fine. And then they didn't turn up, which has screwed you over royally. You guys went fucking pincer straight to the front. But I'm going to give amnesty to the whole front area. Is that all right? Is that okay? You look, that looks like a good decision for me because you gave me a knowing nod like, yeah, that's the best thing for you, dickhead, because <laughs> I have got a temper. All right, okay, good. Oh, look at him on wine. Oh, my God, you've done well. <laughs> Everything about you says I might sell drugs on the side, but <laughs> then the bottle of wine suggests things are going well in drugs, you yeah? <laughs> know? Lovely bottle. Aldi. Mm, wonderful year, 2020. <laughs> How do they do it? Don't look at you going, no, oh, don't say that. I don't. You won't sell your drugs. Don't get him annoyed. <laughs> You won't sell me drugs, that's the main thing. Anyway, so talking about drugs. I don't do drugs, unless someone's got them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do drugs, I've got life insurance. And it'll invalidate my policy. That's how fucking unrock and roll I am these days. <laughs> so even if someone had cocaine, I'd really want to do it, but I'd be like, I can't fucking do it. How on rock and roll for that? Damn, we're going to get coked up later. I can't because I've got this life insurance policy and it won't pay out. Okay, I'll come to your house and I'll watch. You do the cocaine. I'll have a Barocca and just stand here. No, you fucking won't, hat boy. Jog on. So, um, it's going to be a belter, ladies and gents. This is the third of the World Series heats. Can I have a fake... Ooh. Oh, no. This is our moment. It's going to be an amazing night. Dreams will be fulfilled. It's just a normal beat the frog. You said we've got two winners, and the two winners from tonight go through with uh, four other sets of two winners to the grand final, which is in a couple of weeks, and then someone wins a Hyundai. So it's really exciting. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm bored of it, so I don't know what they win. But it, they instantly become famous. So Netflix special. That's what they get. It's amazing, isn't it? I don't, you'd think we wouldn't have the power, but we do. And it, on HBO as well. Um, good. Hi, on the balcony. How are you? Okay, you all right? You all right? Well, one guy just went a little bit. I don't know what you expected everyone else to do, but I think you thought everyone was going to go, Ray! you were like, Ray! and everyone was like, hi, you all right? <laughs> it just sounded like a one-man stag do. Oh, fuck. Why have I given amnesty? Oh, I've given amnesty to the front area, and then someone's come lone wolfing. Oh, you're, you're off the one-man stag do. You're off the hook. Look at this guy. Just sneaking in. Who did you wave? Did you just wave to everyone in the front area? Like, hi guys, I'm one of you. <laughs> I'm one of the mavericks that likes to be right up someone's nostrils when they perform. What? Who did you wave at? These guys? Yeah, the guy with the The guy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> were, were you, do you just recognise him from life or do you just like the look of him? Like, fucking that guy. <laughs> Never mind about all these twats. What about that guy? 
I'm not gay, but like your style, ka-ching. Uh, do, you, do you know this guy? All right, cool. Uh, what, would you, what, should we try and fix the seating situation? Or was he late? Were you late? I'm late. Oh, you're late. You just, you, you're in. That's awkward, though, isn't it? Can we try and fix this? I feel like this is like Candy Crush. Can we just move? <laughs> no, look at no. no. <laughs> Fella, you've got to say it. No, I'm joking. Don't. God, you move then. That's you. You're so so. Oh God, I will move then. You can sit where you want, fella. Do what you want. And if you want cocaine, that guy. All right, okay. <laughs> Who's been before? Who's been down to beat the frog before? One person putting the hand up. Oh, how very official. I have Dan. I don't cheer. I'm not a one-woman Hindu. I've learnt from his mistake. I have. Have you? Welcome to the show. Oh, you're a teacher. Oh, fucking course you are. Well, you've got to sell. If it's half term, she'll be right on it. So, is it half term? Oh, next week. We want to get out early, though. Do you know what I mean? By the time you're at half term, you just feel exhausted. You want to get on the piss of the Monday before half term. Tuesday. Morning, miss. Shut the fuck up. Let's have shh, quiet time. What, uh, what's, your, what, what's your name? Nicola. Hi, Nicola. Oh, my God, the respect of the room. She can't bollock you guys. You were like, shut up, it's Nicola. She's a teacher. Oh God, uh, uh, Nicola, what, uh, where do you where do you teach? In Warrington. In Warrington. Oh, those who can. And uh, <laughs> Warrington teaching in Warrington. Fucking brutal. What? Uh, a good school or Beirut? It's what? You rather you? Oh, I'm sorry, Nicola. <laughs> I didn't realise we were whipping out our fucking CV on the table there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God, Nicola! All of a sudden, we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> Dan, I run something you don't fully understand. A <laughs> higher blah blah blah. Good for you, Nicola. So you're you're a teacher of college. It's college. No? Yes, it is. Nicola, I honestly, I know you answered that question properly, but you massively patronised me with how you said it. Yes, it is, Dan. It, you didn't say it, but in the tone, everyone heard, you fucking moron. I heard it. I felt it, Nicola. All right, Nicola. Okay, good. So it's different, isn't it? Because what? They're, look, it's, they're different, isn't it? They're 16, 17. They're all chill, aren't they? <coughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Boo! Well, mostly. Okay, good. Nicholas, you've gone very weird. No one around you is laughing, which is really unnerving. Like, don't do it, Dan. Honestly, go, go back to the drug dealer. He's safer, yeah? <laughs> the woman teaches in Warrington. It doesn't matter what the drug dealer's got. Guns, Nicholas got worse. All right, okay. Round of applause for Nicola. We like her. She's a regular. She's a teacher of people. We're going to crack on with the show, everyone. Now, if you've never been before, unlike our uh, uh, regulars, first section's warm-up section, because it is a school night, not for everyone, but for most people it's a school night, and we just need a little bit of... We need a crescendo of giddiness building up to the second and third section, where it's actual Beat the Frog. We give out three cards to three judgmental fuckers. 
Okay, good. Wow. Well, that was... Was that a sneeze? Did you sneeze? Fuck. Because before I found you've got actual Tourette's, I want to... <laughs> Who sneezes? How northern is that? Ah, oh, my allergies are playing up. Swat! Did you sneeze? Did you walk in and sneeze? Or do you have Tourette's? Have you got a bit of Tourette's? Yeah, okay, cool. He's got a bit of Tourette's. Wicked. Nice one. Look at everyone freeze up like, Dan, I can't believe you said it. I think we can. I thought he sneezed fuck. Now, I feel a little bit bad, but don't be like, oh, no, that's the worst. Can't believe it. Welcome to the show, my friend. It's going to get interesting. Right, okay, so, uh, let's crack on, because I want... You up? It, it's a pleasure to have you, my friend. Okay, good. This... Honestly, if you thought this was going to be dull, it's not going to be dull anymore. All right? So. Okay, good. Okay, good. Oh, okay, good. I don't know what's happening either. So. Oh, there was that beautiful moment when I thought he sneezed fuck and I was just having a great time, but now I think it's going to end up being. And I was about to go, this is going to be a weird one. I think actually it's going to be classic Beat the Frog. So, welcome to you, my friend. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm just about to get an act on. And um, I hope you enjoy. And uh, everyone else, just buckle up. All right, okay, good. Dude, do you want to? Let's try and get you nearer your friends. How do you even know each other, you guys? How do you know each other? What's your name, by the way? Cayman, welcome to the show, Cayman. And your name is? Tom. Tom. Hi, Tom. How do you know, Cayman, how do you know Tom? Uh, we're in the comedy society at uni. You're in the comedy society at uni? Well, that's nice to have the industry in. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Team players, I like it. Which, uh, which, uh, univ univ I come on, it's got to be University of Manchester on it. Salford's not got a comedy society, has it? Has it? It does. Are you a member of that one as well? Okay, good. Where, which uni, Tom? It is the uni of uh, either Uni of Manchester, please, Tom. Okay, finish the sentence. Because it's unnecessarily cunty to just say of. And if anyone's studying at the University of Manchester, finish the fucking sentence. Because everyone that's studying at the University of Manchester Metropolitan and University of Salford and University of Life fucking hate you for not finishing. Actually, I, uh, I'm studying at the University of... I don't need to finish the sentence. I think you know. When you do as well at A-levels as I've done, you don't need to finish sentences. Because I'm a massive... Um, Tom, University of... You're in the Comedy Society... What is there just are you are you in the comedy society as well? You dream of being in the comedy society, mate. You fucking wish it's a society of two that awkwardly is not letting a third member in. Except someone's come out for drinks with a non member. Oh, I can only imagine the minutes of the next meeting. Came and came and came and <laughs> what what's your name, mate? Hey Raoul. Hey Raoul, how you doing man? Came in and Raoul, how do you know each other? You're on a date? Oh, congratulations. Okay, good. Uh, how did you meet on the old uh, interweb? 
Yeah, okay, good. Okay. I love it how that's where we are in 2019, that two gay men can be like, we're on a date, where fucking internet, shut the fuck up. Like, literally own their sexuality in a beautiful moment of like, it's 2019, Dan, we're gay men, we're on a date. Where did you meet? <coughs> on the internet, just keep that fucking quiet. All right, thanks very much. What, what should we make that? I think we can make up a lie, Cayman. If, you, if this works out, and you know what I mean, long term, I think we should work out a lie for you guys because I think internet's not a good enough story, you know, in 20 years. I think you look intelligent enough that you could be doing relief work in Africa. How did, how did you meet Raul? I remember I was in the uh, hospital for children there in the war zone, and I looked across... <laughs> I looked across the ward, and I thought... I saw Raul, and as I was saving children's lives, I thought, that's the man for me. <laughs> Grinder, it was Grinder. <laughs> Fuck off, it was Grinder. Good for you. Well, thanks for coming to spend it. Is anyone else on a date? Is anyone else on a first date? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's this guy. You d By the way, you don't have Tourette's. You're just a mental when you walk in a room. <laughs> you what? Oh, he's just... Oh, God. How? What? I know. I, oh, God. So when you came in and there was that sort of like... Fuck! Like the, the swearing sneeze, which, by the way, is funny and I'm keeping for future gigs. Uh, and then I was like, oh, God, he's going to pipe up whenever he wants. And then I said to Rhett, and everyone's like, Dan, you can't say that. And I'm like, I, th I think I can. And then you've just become a perfect punter. You've just sat down and talked nicely until I've just looked up and you've gone, yeah, Dan's ready for it again. <laughs> are you on... Are you, are you, what's your name, fella? Oh, now you're completely quiet. All right, okay, good. <laughs> you are a fucking mystery. I think if you need another member of the Comedy Society, this guy would be banter for days. Walks in a room like... Pata! Banana! Pula! And then I ask him a question, he's like, no, mate, not into it. <laughs> Found that really offensive about relief work in Africa. And actually met this girl on Grindr. What, um, um, what's your name? Frank. Frank. Hi, welcome to the show, Frank. You all right? I just wanted to let you know, Frank, you might have missed it, but you're, you're sat behind an educator who works in Warrington, so don't fuck around, all right? <laughs> She'll break your arm off like it's first period. All right? Okay, good. Uh, Frank, enjoy the show as quietly as possible. Oh. All right, okay, good. Cheers, Frank. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Oh, can I come on your date? Okay, good. <laughs> Let's crack on. This is the bit. This is proper Beat the Frog now. Oh, People ask why I've been doing Beat the Frog since we started it in 2003. I am now 38 years old. I genuinely, everyone is staying the same. The average age of all of you guys is always about 22, 23, and I am now a fucking 38. And my references don't work quite as well. And people ask, like, do you still enjoy it? Yes, I fucking do. I absolutely love it because some people have paid, but other people haven't. And you're out on a Monday and there's an atmosphere, there's a vibe, but also the fact that that happened is just nice. That this happened, it's all good. That this could be bad, but it's fun, really. <laughs> I like it on a weekend, and don't get me wrong, the weekend comedy is excellent. It's money in, and it's money. It pays my fucking it way in life without the weekend work. But this is also, I like this. This is like a really sort of 
I don't know, a friendly Wild West, like, oh my God, anything could happen. I'm so sorry, you sit here. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, some, uh, someone tried to do a Brexit joke and the whole room went, oh, for fuck's sake. The next joke was a paedophilia joke and everyone went, oh God, back on track. <laughs> How good is that? Now that's a reflection on Brexit, really, isn't it? Then was like, oh come on, mate! Oh no, we don't want to hear about it. Just do a good old paedophilia joke. Come on. But I just love that about the Monday. So thanks for being a part of it. Now this is the tricky bit. It's not all just a loving and you know friendly feng shui. We've got to find some card holders, guys. We've got to people who are firm but fair, and uh, we need one from over here and one from over the middle here. And one from over here. Oh my God, the double hand, the double arm. You just did a whole like, it's my moment. You, no one even flinched. Everyone else just went, stay still. I don't want to be involved. And you were like, oh my God, power. What's your name? Amy, welcome to the show, Amy. What, thanks. <laughs> what have you been doing today, Amy? Okay, good. Do you just I, I often accept pizzas from random gentlemen? <laughs> I was just walking around and this man gave me a pizza. You can't spike a pizza. Right. <laughs> uh, hi, lovely gentleman. Hello? <laughs> Doesn't want to be involved. Hello? I came for pizza. This has got out of hand. All right. Uh, what's your name, sir? Ooh, okay, that was a inopportune time to drink a big slurp of pint, wasn't it? He genuinely doesn't want to be involved, Amy. Is he here against his will? How forceful are you as a lover? Uh, no one heard the last bit and went, oh, God. It's a role reversal, can I say it? I think he can, because it's offensive, but empowering. Um, <laughs> 2019, she can abuse who she wants. Um, Amy, what have you been doing on your Monday apart from being bought pizza? P.S. What flavour flavour did you go on the pizza? Let's find a little bit more about you. Oh, hang on. I've totally misunderstood what was happening. I thought you were pointing at the bloke on your table and, and then I made a joke about getting bought random pizzas and now you're explaining that it was a random guy on another table and now it's not funny. Now everyone's worried about your sense of fucking danger. What? Oh, her judgment's way off. So this guy on another table bought you a pizza. Yeah, don't look at you. Don't worry about it. Just go around just giving out pizzas, Jeremy. I'm like the Oprah of pizza. You get a pizza, you get a pizza, you get a pizza. Check on your seat, you sat on a pizza. I put them there last week. It might be cold or warm. Depends on how long you've been sat there. So, right, Amy, we like it. <laughs> right, I don't even, let's just leave an air of mystery around that. Are you all right, fella? Do you want to go and sit with them now? All right, okay. Go. All right, Amy, what, what do you do in real life, Amy? What, the buys your pizza? <laughs> Jesus, hell. Fucking economies and shit. What do you pay? Pizza. I'll do it. I work for minimum pizza. <laughs> right, I thought that was hilarious. Well, only eight people did. Right, good. Pass that back to Amy. We'll just leave it at that. I like, we'll leave it at the man. We don't need to know more. Give it up for Amy. First card holder. You see? And now this is where... I go, who else wants a card? And everyone's like, that's quite intense, I don't know. Apart from that guy who's like, no, fuck, I want the attention. 
What's your name? Danny. Danny? <laughs> All right, Danny. You said your own... I literally, I don't understand what's happening. How can you know someone from a different part of the fucking comedy club? My name's Danny. I fucking know him. How, who, who's cheering? How do you know him? Do you know Danny? Okay, good. He just, he's just heard his own name and gone, Oh, Mandy! Fucking hell. Oh my god, I don't think he knows mine, otherwise he'll shit himself. So <laughs> The Comper! <laughs> Danny, you've found a friend <laughs> I'm not convinced about one man stag dude's just He's got ears! <laughs> Welcome to the show, Danny. Where are you from? Somewhere in the north, my friend. Oh, fucking right north. Not geographically the most northern place in the north, but in terms of northernness, right fucking up there. In the hills. <laughs> Sworn enemy, Rapsdale. Right, okay, good. Uh, what do you do, Danny? What do you do with yourself in Oldham? You cut trees. I <laughs> like it how you just decided, no, fuck it. I'm going to go <laughs> Nicola and go, uh, tree surgeon, actually. I'm a... Uh, me, me, I, I'm working Oldham. I'm a surgeon. <laughs> of trees. Okay, yeah. That's a dramatic pause. You don't know me. All right, okay, good. Tree surgeon. Fucking chopping down trees. Why does that sound instantly satisfying? I'm making it... The way I'm enjoying it sounds homoerotic, don't I? <laughs> oh, God, are they big trees, Danny? <laughs> Oh, do they just stand there? All the easy guys. I don't... Sorry, this is not what they want to hear. Their love is just a little fern. (laughs) But one day it may grow into a mighty oak. And then Danny will chop it down. Oh, that seems homophobic, Danny. Olden. Um... Uh, Danny, what's the biggest... I'm literally out of my depth now, but we're going to do this. I feel like I've met one of my wife's friend's partners and he's more manly than me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Rugby World Cup. I haven't got a clue. Uh, what's the... Uh, fuck off. You don't even know me. What, um, what's the biggest tree you've cut down, Danny? And I try not to be camp when you say it's massive. Shut up! Fuck off! Fucking dicks! How big it? How big were it? Go on, Danny. Don't be scared. How high? Oh, don't! I thought I really wanted you to lean into that. How how high was it? Stop lying, Danny! I honestly thought he said eight foot at first. I was like, dude, we've all had a Christmas. And then you also, you just started adding to it under pressure. Eight four, eight four, hundred four, million four. Fuck off! I'm just a doctor. Give it up for Danny. We like Danny. What a lad. All right, Danny. Suck. This horn's bugging me. You guys are so in love. You've not let go of each other's hands and it's even warm in here, but you feel like... You, it's got to that point of warmth where you're like, oh, God, we're getting clammy, but then you just held his finger. 
That's what my two-year-old daughter does when she's like, oh, God, I've got to hold on to something because I'm being shouted at. She's just holding his finger like, honestly, don't leave me, ever. <laughs> you could cut down trees. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, someone from the middle, who's feeling... Who's, feel, who's feeling... Oh, I, I like the... Is that a, whoop? What's that a, what, what's your name? Farah. It's what? Farah. Farah. Okay, good. Have you made that name up, Farah? Or <laughs> have you chosen your own name? Because if that's the case, my name's Demarcus. <laughs> um, uh, Farah, welcome to the show. Where, where are you from, Farah? Altrincham. Altrincham. That's making more sense now. She's from Cheshire. <laughs> she can be called what she fucking wants. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, Farah. Who are you here with? Who's your crew? These pe Hi, Farah's peeps. You okay? How do, how do you know how do you know the gang Farah? Uh, the pub. The pub. Oh my god! This started so middle class, didn't it? And now it's just fucking tripping up into like big trees, really big trees. We know each other from Tree Surgeon Club. Fuck off! You don't fucking know me. Fuck off. Um, uh, what? Where, do you work at the pub, Farah? No. You just drink at the pub. Okay, good. <laughs> Is it the most middle-class pub I've ever imagined in my life? Because the way you're like, hi, I'm Farah, I'm from Altrincham. I just get shit-faced on a weekend. <laughs> I just love it, it? just mundane life. I just bang them back, Sammy B's. <laughs> Cheap line of words, I keep going. <laughs> All right, Farah, what do you do, what do, do job-wise? Uh, mundane office job, boring. Mundane office job, boring. Okay, good. <laughs> <sighs> How big was it though, Donny? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking massive. Don't worry about it, Farah. Not your fault. Give it Farah. We like Farah. Thanks very much, Farah. Pass that back if you could, guys. Cheers. It's always unsatisfying when it happens like that. That's good, good. Yeah. So, card holders, you've got a job to do. If you've not got a card, please don't be a knob about it and shout card at the people who've got a card. Sort of believe in the system. Don't be a dick. I think I know who that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just occasionally, just a little sniper. Uh, the acts on stage are trying for five minutes. Bear in mind, this is a World Series heat, so it's extra important. Like, every gig is important when you're starting out in stand-up because you want to be a comic, but uh, this is heightened sense of, like, potential doom. So please be nice about it. But at the same time, you can't be too nice. So the card holders, you're looking for... after. Okay, good. Uh, no one else is called Danny, so go back to sleep. And um, <laughs> after a minute, a minute and a half, if you don't think the, the comedian's uh, not going anywhere, you don't think it's funny, don't be a dick. Also, you can't be too evil. Can't be like, after eight seconds, like, don't light your eyebrows. <laughs> don't work. <laughs> and at the same time, you can't be too nice, like, four minutes thing going, I know, it, honestly, it is bad, but I just think everyone deserves a chance. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so... After a minute, minute and a half, if it's going nowhere, stick the card up. Once the card is up, it's got to stay up. The acts are trying for five minutes. If within the five minutes they see three cards, they'll hear this terrible sound. Okay, good. <laughs> Fucking hell. You should hang out somewhere else. Um, uh, uh, so, on the glory side of it, there is getting to uh, five minutes with less than three cards up. That means you're beating the frog, you go through to the clap off, and you'll hear this glorious sound. Oh, 
So, let's crack on. Best of order, I know there's been a bit of banter shouting out, but please don't do it for the act. Umby Winters is about to come on stage. If you could, ladies and gentlemen, start the applause after three, one, two, three, and welcome on stage, Umby Winters! <laughs> All right, guys, let's just get this out of the way. Yes, I do have two dads. Well, that's not strictly speaking true. I have a father and a daddy. They've never met. The only thing they have in common is that both have spanked me. I like that joke, you can divide a room, you get the more sort of conservative people being like, oh, no, that's not right, that's against God, and that's against nature. And you get the more sort of left-leaning people being like, oh, you shouldn't hate your kids. No, I'm a Geordie. Uh, are there any Geordies in? Hey! No, I'm a Geordie, despite what all of this might suggest. I am a Geordie. My parents are liberal Geordies. What's a liberal Geordie? Well, a liberal Geordie just means that my parents were very supportive when I came out as pansexual. They were very supportive when I came out as non-binary. They were genuinely devastated when I told them I was teetotal. Says I'm a non-binary person, what does that mean? Well, it just means that I don't really identify as either a man or a woman. I'm sort of outside and in between. I'm both. I'm neither. Look, I know it can be confusing. All you need to know is that I'm just like you. All right, when I wake up in the morning, I put my pants on one leg and my skirt on the other. <laughs> Even though I don't uh, fully identify as a woman, I am undergoing the process to physically become one because it's better for my body dysphoria, and that, that works really weirdly uh, as a comic as well. I'm at a weird stage in my transition where I am not female enough for the BBC to offer me panel show spots, <laughs> but I am too female for men to find me funny. <laughs> I uh, got catcalled for the first time the other day. You think he has been catcalled before? Yeah, some of you are fucking liars. <laughs> no, I got catcalled. Interesting experience walking down the street, minding my own business. A white van pulls up, a man shouts out, Get your tits out, love! Get your tits out! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what now? What is the next stage in this transaction? <laughs> Do you want it? It's warm. <laughs> What's your name, my friend? Ro. Ro, there you go, that's for you. <laughs> oh, souvenir. No, I, yeah, I am going to need that back. Not to besmirch your character or anything, but you do look like the kind of man where if I take my eyes off you when you've got that, I'll get it back wet. I never know which bathroom to use. You know, do I, do I go into the, the women's bathroom? If I go into the women's bathroom and I'm accused of being not enough of a woman, I can be uh, sort of accused of being a creep or a pervert. But if I go into the men's room with my makeup on and my leggings, I can be murdered. <laughs> now, I'll still go into the men's room because it's a lot of fun to confuse people. I, my my favourite thing to do is every time I go into the men's room and a man is coming out of the men's room, there's always that weird moment on his face where he's like... What? Was I in the wrong room? Even if he's just been pissing in a urinal, he's still like... Maybe I'm the pervert. 
I used to ask audiences, hey, if there's no you know, gender-neutral bathroom, should I use the men's room or the women's room? I used to ask audiences that question, but I stopped asking audiences that question because I asked that question in Hull. I said, hey, if there's no gender-neutral option, should I use the men's room or the women's room? And I just got one man at the back shout, disabled! <laughs> So I don't gig there anymore. <laughs> I will uh, leave you on a story. Um, you all seem like a nice, cool, liberal crowd. Do you all know what the transgender pride flag looks like? Yeah. Uh, most of you. Uh, well, for anyone that doesn't, this is a, a visual aid. I've got, just bear with me one second. It's fine, I don't need it. <laughs> this is the transgender pride flag. Uh, so as you can see, it's got two blue stripes on the outside, two pink stripes in the middle, and the one white stripe in the very centre. Uh, now this is the story of how I was the victim of a hate crime, but it does get funny. <laughs> so this was hanging from our first floor bedroom window, and I come home from a gig one night to see that the window has been smashed in. Someone's thrown a brick through our first floor bedroom window. So I go up to the bedroom, and here is this flag lying among the broken glass, and there's the offending brick, but around the brick is a note. Someone's left us a message. So I go over to the brick, I pick it up, and I unwrap the bit of paper, and I read the note. And on it is just written two words. And I'll not forget those two words until the day I die. Fuck Argentina. <laughs> Oh, that was shoes. Up me winters, ladies and gents. Pizza bro. Uh, point Eden, my mic's not on at the side. Cheers. Completely ruined the fucking momentum. Connor Burns is the next act. If you could, start the applause. Welcome on stage, the second act. It's Connor Burns. <laughs> All right, Manchester, how are we doing? We're well. Nice one. Are we all drinking tonight? Of course we are. It's Monday. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, I, I actually try to slow down on drinking a wee bit, right? Because um, what happened is I'd done the Fringe this year. And what happens during the Fringe as a comedian is you do, you do the same show 25 nights in a row, right? And the gigs are nothing like this. Uh, for a start, there's fucking people here tonight. <laughs> right? So you do those gigs and you, you drink to forget, right? And, but this is when I realised my drinking was getting a wee bit out of hand, right? I was in my flat one day. Uh, if you don't know what a flat is, they were massive in the 80s. Uh, I was making myself a cup of tea, right? Uh, that's how you make a cup of tea there. Uh, didn't go home and try and stir it for underneath. You'll be there all night, right? Uh, so I'd make myself this cup of tea, and I zoned out for a second, right? And I realised when I kind of snapped back that I'd poured the milk into a shot glass and dropped it into the mug. <laughs> Made myself a wee tetley bomb. It's not, a, it's not a healthy approach to drinking. You may, may have noticed by my accent I'm not from here. I'm from Edinburgh, um, which is funny because you know you're too far north when people 300 miles south say, I'm from north. We're like the wildlings, right? <laughs> Umbi mentioned that she's teetotal. Do you know what teetotal is in Scotland? It's when you get too pissed and can't say teetotal. 
He's a fucking Zizo. Right. And he's not bring up I'm Scottish. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. A couple of weeks ago was actually, I've got one other Scottish person in or somebody that owns a tea towel. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, a couple of weeks ago it was the five-year anniversary of the Scottish independence referendum. Did anybody see this? It's already been five years, which means it's been five years since Scotland done the political equivalent of sticking your middle finger up at somebody when you're in your car <laughs> and then just immediately getting stuck at a red light. <laughs> Fuck, man, we got so cocky. Oh... We were so sure of ourselves. <laughs> right, fucking freedom, get it up, yeah, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean, 45%? Did you, did you count it? I mean, we were all pretty pushed. <laughs> oh, you're, you're sure? Oh, <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I don't know what. It's heat of the moment. We all said things we regret. Right. Except to make that analogy work, we then let that guy get in our car and drive it. Right off a fucking cliff. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad you are really happy with how much you're fucking it up for me. That's <laughs> right, we deserve a round of applause. We have we're fucked up for everybody. <laughs> but that's good, man. I love gigging down here. Um, I'll tell you a wee bit about myself, right? Uh, I, I'm single. Uh, thanks for that one woman. Uh, <laughs> Mum? <laughs> nah, I'm single, and I'm shit at being single, right? And I'll tell you why. I, I've got a weird face. Um, I'll tell you, right? Uh, what is, a mate of mine hit the nail on the head recently. He said, Connor, you're the only guy I've ever met who gets less attractive when he smiles. And to be fair, <laughs> all right, what's your name? Emily. Emily. Emily might go missing tomorrow, right? <laughs> Wasn't it me that done it? It was him, all right? I done that joke one night and I swear to God the laughter died down and I heard a woman in the audience just go, oh my God, he does, eh? <laughs> Fuck you, Mum. <laughs> but uh, I'll leave you with this, right? I, I, I do, I, I'm shit at being single because I'll still live with my parents. Right, that's the sound of vaginas drying up there. <laughs> uh, just in case you thought someone opened a bottle of talc behind you. No, that's, that's not what that was. Right. I do, I live with my parents, and it's great, right, because I get to have the best conversations because I'm 25, and they're both pensioners, right, so their brains are just mush, you know what I mean? <laughs> but this is a true conversation I had with my mum and dad recently, right? My dad found out they had type 2 diabetes, or as we call it in Scotland, puberty. <laughs> yeah. And the night he found out, I was sitting having a cup of tea with my mum and dad. I remember we spoke about that earlier, tea. Um... <laughs> And my mum looks at my dad and she goes, Alan, what's up with you tonight? You seem awfully upset. He went, well, that's me in my 70s. Barely touch a drink. Haven't smoked for about five years. He went, and now I can't even have a bloody biscuit with my cup of tea. <laughs> my mum looked at that man she'd been married to for 40 years. She just went, oh, Alan, have a biscuit. You can start your diabetes on Monday. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. Sure.
two through to the clap off. Keep the applause going. Give it up for the third act. It's Omar Abid. <laughs> All right. Uh, just in case anyone's anxious, don't worry, I'm one of the all right ones. <laughs> You'll all make it home safely. <laughs> my, uh, my background as an Asian is actually a bit unusual. My mum's from India, my dad's from Pakistan, two countries that have been in conflict for decades. They met in this country, got married, not an arranged marriage had kids, so I'm born and raised here. I'm just like you. I like football, hate Australians. I'm just like you, but with the contrast turned up. Uh, most people, when they hear those details, think, what a great example of an integrated, multicultural society. But there are always people who hear the details, ignore them, look at me, and assume that either I'm a waiter, <laughs> terrorist, or that I'm part of that paedophile ring from Rochdale. <laughs> Difficult time to be Asian. <laughs> Having said that, I don't think I've been the victim of any real persecution or prejudice. Definitely not at any systemic level. Like the worst I've had to deal with is a bit of name calling, mostly when I was a kid. I'm sure you can imagine the kind of stuff. Fucking Packy. You stink of curry. They shouldn't have been allowed to teach. <laughs> I think I spent more time worrying about racism rather than actually having to deal with any. I'd say to my mum, what if the other kids start calling me names? She said, well, if they call you names, you call them Milky Bar Kids. <laughs> that's, that's not offensive. Milky Bar Kid is strong and tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Salford. There's loads of black people. What if one of the black kids says something? What do I call them? Fucking Bourneville. Why does it have to be confectionery? <laughs> Maybe it's because we had a shop. <laughs> it genuinely did have a shop uh, in the city centre until it was blown up in 1996 by the IRA. Thanks for your support. <laughs> And I mentioned terrorism earlier. I know it's, a, it's an awkward thing to talk about. You know, just because I'm Asian and my family business was involved in something like that, I don't think I have any special insight. I don't want to offend anyone. Like, what's the point? People's concerns are genuine. Like, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, that thing at the Arndale was it's terrifying. I think partly it's because the nature of terrorism's changed. Uh, the IRA, when they would do something like that, they'd, they'd give a phone call to get civilians out of the area. Fifteen years ago, when we were worried about Al-Qaeda, it was really Osama bin Laden. Once you took him out of the picture, what was left behind, though, didn't seem as threatening. Sometimes that happens. If you remove a figurehead, what's left doesn't seem as important. It's like if, take that, say they're going to do another tour. 
And all the original members are back. Jason's back, Robbie's back, for better or worse. <laughs> and you think, oh, brilliant, you've already got the other three. Well, Gary can't do it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he was shot and killed by SEAL Team 6. We threw his body in the ocean, tried to observe all the burial rites, but he can't do the tour. It's not take that, is it? Who's going to sing back for good? Mark. <laughs> Lives and dies with Barlow. But that's the advantage that ISIS have. They don't have a figurehead. We don't know who's involved, who's not involved who's part of it, who's not. They're more like sugar babes. <laughs> There's 15, 20 people in here who've been in sugar babes. <laughs> Why do you think it's been so hard to win the war on sugar babes? <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I'm single. I'm happy being single, though. Everything in my life's going pretty well. I'm not sure. Oh, Omar Abbey beats the floor. Keep that applause going for the fourth act. It's LJ Francis. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, my name is uh, LJ Francis. Uh, actually, my full name is Dr. Lawrence Joseph Francis, but that always makes me sound like a bit of a twat. So <laughs> I've gone with LJ because of my cruel, trendy, edgy image. And uh, I'm a psychologist, actually. I'm also the father of identical twin girls. And like all psychologists with twins, I've been doing some research on them. And I can tell you that the early results suggest that the twin that we're keeping locked up in the cellar with the dogs. He's really struggling. <laughs> She's very anxious, very poor social skills. Just developed rickets, actually. <laughs> but seriously, I love having identical girls. They're like uh, clones of each other. They're very hard to tell apart. A lot of people use the fact that Lara, ever since she was a baby, she's had a little scar going across her forehead here. We were trying to do the full L for Lara, but there was just too much... <laughs> bleeding and screaming and then the scalpel snapped and so I always find it's good to kick off with two child abuse jokes which and speaking of child abuse yes I was brought up a Catholic in a very uh, uh, repressed very sexually repressed background we never spoke about sex in our house I never ever got to see my mum naked ever I mean, I tried really hard, obviously. I was always, like, hiding in the bedroom cupboard, but she said, get out of there, you dirty bastard. <laughs> or I would make little spy holes in the shower, but she'd be sticking knitting needles through there. So it was a bit of a strange upbringing. But I'm kind of okay now. I've had a lot of psychotherapy, a lot of psychoanalysis. I went to see my therapist recently. She accidentally hit me. She said it was a Freudian slap. But they are funny, those Freudian slips, aren't they? You know when you go to say one thing, but you end up saying something else that betrays what you're really thinking deep down in your unconscious mind. So you're arranging to meet somebody that you like the look of. And you say, should we meet about sex? I mean, six o'clock? 
Well, I once had a boss called Janet, and I said, well, you know where I am if you want to touch me. I mean, I mean get in touch with me. Well, I once went into the local wa uh, Waterstones bookshop, and all I wanted to say was, have you got to kill a mockingbird in stock? And I ended up saying, can I fuck you up the arse and come on your tits? <laughs> we were both very shocked. But it's a funny thing, comedy, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> they say that comedians have suffered more than their fair share of pain. And I'm no exception. And you may look up here and see a tall, white guy, able-bodied, full head of hair, none of it's ginger. <laughs> and think, what does he know about pain? But I have suffered. On the football field at school, I'd be like, well, I think that was a touch offside ref, or that tackle was a bit harsh, don't you think? He gave me a yellow card, the referee, once. I said, what's that for? He said, for being a posh twat now. Fuck off before I give you a red one. I said, Dad, that's no way to talk to your son. He said, fuck off, you middle-class cunt. You know, son am I. I said, that's been hard. It's been hard being heterosexual. I don't want to be heterosexual. I would love to be gay. I would love to have sex with men. A group of people I think I'd even understand better. I even tried it when I was younger, but I didn't like it, I'm afraid. I found men to be bristly and muscly and they grunt a lot and they want to penetrate you and squirt bodily fluids in your face. And that was just my brothers. <laughs> so because of that, I've had to have sex with women all this time. And speaking of sex with women, I don't know, do any of you know that warm, radiant glow that emanates from women when they're truly sexually satisfied? No, I don't know it either. <laughs> I reckon it's a myth. It's a myth. So I'm going to leave you with a confession in true Catholic style, something I want to get off my chest that uh, happened a while ago. I was out walking early one morning. Nobody was around. It was in Macclesfield Forest, if you're interested. <laughs> don't know why you would be. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, I became desperate to go to the toilet and not for a wee, if you get my drift. I thought there's nobody around. I find a secluded area, crouched down, and produced what I have to say was a very impressive turd. <laughs> Only to be disturbed by this great Dane that came bounding in, followed closely by his owner. And the owner was shouting, Tiny, Tiny! No, he hadn't seen my penis. He was actually the ironic name for his very large dog. Anyway, he surveyed the scene, he looked at me, he looked at Tiny, he looked at the turd. He said, I am sorry. He pulled a poo bag out of his pocket, <laughs> picked up my turd, and off he went before I could ever say something like that. I've always felt rather bad about that. So, I was caught speeding by my wife recently. Yeah. Strange to be caught by your wife, speeding. But, uh, yeah, she knew I'd been speeding because... Uh, the house had been tidied from top to bottom. I should have gurning that. LJ Francis, that was a really weird moment when you came and stood next to me. I thought you were the next act. I was like, I'm really confused. I, it's usually what some acts do when they're like ready to go on, and it turned out you just didn't want to draw attention to yourself coming back from the toilet, but I did that for you. All right, okay, good. That's such a weird moment. Like, you're right. Uh, so, uh, Rue Stellin is the next act, sure? Okay, good. It is Rue Stellin. If you could, one final act to this section. Give it up for Rue Stellin! <laughs> Hello. 
So I do occasionally get mistaken for a man, which is a bit weird because my bra size written down looks like a national insurance number. <laughs> and it can be quite handy having big boobs when you do comedy because if someone comes up to you after the gig and says cracking set, you can pretend they were talking about your jokes. But in, in spite of looking like a man, I do occasionally get catcalled. Um, they usually shout things like, I don't remember that kid from Harry Potter having such massive tits. <laughs> but my personal favourite one was that one time someone yelled hemorrhoids at me from a van. I don't know how he knew, but he saved me a trip to the doctors. Um, so I don't really mind getting mistaken for a man, but recently I got mistaken for a specific man. I was walking down the street and someone said, you're right, Daniel. Which is a bit worrying, because as we've learned tonight, Daniel is a very common name. So it could be Daniel Craig, but it could be Daniel DeVito. Although clearly it's Daniel Radcliffe in the Chamber of Secrets. Um, but just because I'm like, just because I'm really keen to force the comparison to the boy wizard, I recently became an orphan. I mean, I was an orphan for years. I mean, I lost my parents years ago. But I was never really an orphan until I woke up one day and started singing a jaunty song about how shit my life was. No, but um, one of the hardest things about uh, losing my parents was that I'm also an atheist. Um, I don't believe in a benevolent God because I don't think that a kind person would create panic attacks and not make them burn calories proportional to how tiring they are. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair that I should be physically and emotionally drained and also clinically overweight. Um, no, but yeah, I am, I am an orphan and it was hard being an atheist because people often use spirituality to comfort you in a time of grief. Ruth Stalin does not be the frog. I mean, it's tough when, because it's, it's, there's like almost like a roll on and then you're like, oh, the fifth one. So uh, how long, Aidan, did Rue do? Two minutes thirty. All right. Okay. Let me write that down. Uh, let's have a break, shall we? It'll be about ten, fifteen minutes. Give it up for all of those acts. We'll see you in about fifteen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage your puppet and Nightingale. Oh, Raoul, I'm so sorry. It's not a good sign, is it? You've not even lasted one day. You've, you've, only, asked, you've only lasted two sections. <sighs> is he actually gone? He's not gone, is he? He's gone for a week. Thank God for that. I was trying to do a joke and everyone was like, Danny might be really sad. Good. Okay, good. How's it going? Shut up. Shut up. How's it going? Is it going all right? Is it going all right? Is it going good? <coughs> Just going, Raoul. Two winks and we'll... Hi, Cayman. How are you? All right. <laughs> Hi, we were just uh, doing some political comedy. Still holding. 
That was so nice. And when Connor did that thing when he asked you your name, I bet you squeezed a little bit harder, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, good, Nicola, how are you? You okay? You all right? Checking your phone? Were you tweeting? Were you Instaing? What were you doing? Ebaying? Leaving feedback? Who are you? What are you? <laughs> Tell me. I love it. Let's learn about Nicola. What were you on? Which app? Oh, fucking Nicola! You did not let us down on that one. You were dragging people into a group they don't really fucking want to be in. And WhatsApp's a twat for that, because you can't just leave. You can't just mute the fucker. Not like Facebook. Oh, there's a Facebook group. Oh, really? I'll pretend I give a fuck. It's deleted. You don't know that. I'm just not fucking looking. WhatsApp, it's the most obvious. Mm, someone left the group. Someone's a dick. That's so good. Oh, Nicola, who did you just drag into your OCD organization? <laughs> Autumn nightmare. Who did, you, who did you whip in? Tell us. Most of the people who know you, Nicola's not taken this well. I think you'll find, comedian, that, <laughs> that my friends really love my WhatsApp groups. <laughs> they don't. Okay, good. Merry Christmas. Have you done present shopping, Nicola? You strike me as a woman that has got a few of them wrapped, never mind bought. Oh, not wrapped, but they are bought. Literally, what percentage of presents that you need to buy are bought? If this is less than 70, I'm going to be disappointed. How many percentage-wise? Oh, 30%. Okay, good. You might, I think you might have toned that down. <laughs> I think she's fudged the stats a little bit. Not just to not give me the satisfaction of being right. Uh, it's actually 30, so you're the weirdo. All right, okay, good. <laughs> I've got one present done. That's it. That's good. That's it because my wife wanted microblading done and uh, I paid for it and she wanted it done early. So it's the least romantic Christmas morning ever, isn't it? There's a fucker that. In fact, as I'm thinking about it out loud, I've been mugged there. She was like, I really want microblading done. I've been wanting it done for a while. If we could get, can I have it for Christmas? I'm like, yeah. She was like, I do want it now though because there's an offer on. Of course there's an offer on. So now she's got it done. So she looks 40% more scouse. She's dead happy. <laughs> But I can't just, I can't, I'm not, I haven't got the, I haven't got the fortitude to Christmas morning when everyone's wrapping up going, you haven't got a present, look in the mirror, I pay for those fuckers. <laughs> no, that's a genius, well done. One present, two eyebrows. Right, good. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Nicola. Uh, good. God, it's awkward, because if, if things work out for you and it progresses, you've met a tricky point for Christmas presents, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? A mid-October first date is going to lead to... Let's, let's map it out. How many dates? I mean, even if you're busy people, do you know what I mean? You've got the Comedy Society meetings. He's got to be fed. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's on his second... No, I'm all right. I am busy. He's got... <laughs> but let's do... How many? One... What, are you a one? Just no pressure. A date a week? No, that looks like you're not bothered. That's very businesslike, isn't it? You're on date six. I thought this was the first date. How many dates have you had tonight? Okay, good. <laughs> well, you're on date six. Oh no, you're fine. You've got to get a present now. If it's cracking on to what date fourteen? By then it's time, isn't it? It's not even. But what's the, when you date seven? Who says date seven? In fact, this is the last time you say date, then it's got to be an amount of time. 
because like me and my wife have been dating years, not 789 dates. It doesn't work like that. It's like when people use the wrong amount of time for chronology. Like, how long have you been seeing each other? Oh, um, 42 months. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> or the longest pregnancy ever. All right, um, right so how long have you been seeing each other time-wise? Now we're going to judge, aren't we, how, many, how long does it take to get six dates? In? And if you say six days, everyone's like, two tacos. <laughs> how long? About a month. Six dates in a month. That sounds like a cool song. All right, cool. I don't know what I wanted to learn from that, but I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Christmas presents, would you do it? Are you into it? No? Are you thinking about it? Have you, someone bought one already? Has Nicola bought one for you? Okay. <laughs> Are you in the WhatsApp group? Because I wouldn't put it past her. Look at her, not laughing. Not funny, I don't know them. What's the joke? They seem like nice people, but I don't know them, so why would I put them in the WhatsApp group? Dan, I don't have the phone number. How could I? So that's why it's not funny. Because I, WhatsApp works with phone numbers, so joke's on you. See you in Warrington. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nicola. I'm doing, I don't know why you're going. I'm so much. Sorry, Nicola. Round of applause for Nicola. We love Nicola. I feel like that's cheating on to. Let's move the fuck on before she goes on TripAdvisor. Um, <laughs> Danny, you having fun? Yappy, nice one. Farrah, loving it, loving life. All right, Amy, buying pizzas, getting given pizzas. Okay, she's full. All right. <laughs> Amy Webber is the next hat. If you could, ladies and gents, give it up for Amy Webber! Oh, God, I know what you're thinking. Especially you. Someone's already laughing, that's such a bad sign. <laughs> I recently became single, but now I've started dating again. The liberating excitement of meeting different men. One night I nearly got lucky, pulled his trousers down and then... Awkward sex. Can happen very quickly when you're meeting different cocks. When you try to change positions and it kind of flops. When you find out that brown mark is a mole. When they accidentally jab it in the wrong hole. <laughs> Don't worry. Awkward sex can happen very quickly if you're drunk or if you're not rolling over in the morning while you're praying that he's hot in the cold light of day there's a stain on his bed he has a second go but he's still shit at head <laughs> ah. After a few regrettable faces, I took a break from all that shagging. But as my confidence was wavering, that validation voice was nagging. You need sex. <laughs> they confess they've got a phobia of hair and you just cringe. Little does he know I've got a really hairy... <laughs> 
When they catch you sniffing the crotch of your thong God, I hope my mum never listens to this song <laughs> Awkward sex Can happen very quickly when the lighting is turned off When they finish going down and you have to cough But it's alright, fanny farts don't really smell Thank God I'm not religious or I'd surely go to hell to relieve my sexual struggles, there's one trick left to try. A trip down old Ann Summers and a bit of DIY. <laughs> when I say dill, you say don't. Dill. Don't. Dill. Don't. When I say don't, you say dill. Don't. Dill. Don't. Dill. When I say no, you say deal. No. Dill. No. You can groan, it's okay, it's slightly political. Uh, I'm trying to make a career out of showing off. So a great way to show off is to talk about crude things. And another good way to show off is to do what you're good at. I don't know if you've noticed, but... Um, this is a song, two minutes long, that I wrote myself. It's not about lust or falling in love or anything pathetic like that. <laughs> to show off my voice while looking like a bit of a twat. <laughs> I can sing slowly and beautifully. I can sing, slightly slipping off my tip. I can sing high and I can sing low. I can also sing very, very, very quick with good enunciation and I'll make it really slick. I can sing approximately 20 words a second. A patter song like Janus that suits me, don't you reckon? Did you read in my bio? I sing opera, I sing opera, yes I do. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that was, but it sounded really old-fashioned and all. Bloody nothinging! Go on, cracking pint and no hereditary breathing difficulties. She's not from Oldham, right? Good. So, Amy Webber beats the ball. Evaldus Carosas is the next act. Let's see if we can sing. Give it up for Evaldus Carosas! <laughs> 
guys. Everyone had a good day? Yeah, I had a strange interaction in the grocery store. This girl, she was like, hey, you know, you look, you look just like Macaulay Culkin when he went clean. I was like, oh, thank you. Imagine how good I look when I go clean. Yeah, she was pretty hot, so I asked for her number. She goes, sorry, mate, I only date black guys. I was like, hey, I'm black where it counts. She was like, ooh, you have a big, and I was like, nah, just have trouble with the police. I see the only black guy in the room is laughing, so you're allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, I did grow up in a rough neighborhood. It's called uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah. Actually, I moved here a few years ago from Lithuania. Do we have any Lithuanians here tonight? No one? Well, that's strange. Then who's going to clean this place afterwards? <laughs> Actually, a few weeks ago, I was fired from my cleaning job because my manager said that he wants to replace me with a machine. And he did. He hired a Polish person. <laughs> I'm allowed to say this. You all think we're all the same anyway. <laughs> yeah, this British guy walked up to me. He was like, oh, that's a strange accent. Where are you from? I was like, Lithuania. He goes, but I've heard you speak. You sure you're not Polish? <laughs> I was like, unless my parents pulled a huge prank on me. I know where I'm from. And he was like, mm, I don't know. I was like, you don't have to know. I have to know. It's me who's from somewhere. And in the end, I couldn't convince him. He was walking away, looking at me like, poor guy, he doesn't know he's Polish, does he? <laughs> yeah. He was not very polite, which is strange, because you guys in the UK are so polite. Like, even your homeless people are, are polite. I don't know how to deal with this. Like, this homeless guy the other day, he was like, do you have any change? And I was very late, I was, uh, I was in a bad mood, so I was like, dude, I have nothing, just go away, please. And he was like, okay, okay, you good-looking man. <laughs> I was like, you asshole. I've just told you I have nothing, and then you still took my heart. <laughs> I may not have any change, but you changed me, you beautiful hobo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I bought him a beer, because I thought it's a kind thing to do, but this woman, she saw me do it, and she got so angry. She was like, why would you buy him beer? He's already an alcoholic. And I was like, well, that is exactly why I bought it. I knew he'd like it. <laughs> It's probably his favorite thing in the world. You think it's a sandwich that helps him sleep on concrete? <laughs> now, not only your homeless people are polite, also your thieves are polite. Like a few weeks ago, I locked up my bike, I came back to it, and I saw that someone has stolen my wheels, but they left me theirs. You know, it's like, hey, I might be an asshole, but I do want you to get home safely. <laughs> Yeah, obviously he re the wheels he left me are a bit worse than the ones I had, but I think it's as kind as a crime gets, you know? Imagine if kidnappers were like this, like, hey, I'm taking your child, but you can have this ginger one. <laughs> <sighs> Not gonna leave you empty-handed. <laughs> no, actually my flatmate is pregnant and she just keeps talking about the baby, you know? The other day she was like, you know, I don't know the gender yet, but I can feel that it's a boy. And I was like, whoa. That is a pretty well-hung baby. It's not a luck that you felt. And then she said something even more stupid. She said, you know my favorite thing about babies? Is there a proof that racism is a learned behavior? And then she showed me a video of black and white babies laughing together. And I was like, how is this a proof? For all we know, they're talking shit about Jews. Just... 
denying Holocaust together, little skinheads. My, my, my flatmate's are weird. My other flatmate, he is gay and he is way too open about his fetishes. Like the other day he told me he's into dog play. Like he said he puts on a fur, a tail, a dog mask, and then he brings guys back home and then he fists them. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you and I grew up around really different dogs. <laughs> can you tell me the breed you had so I can avoid it? Imagine how annoying it is to come back home and find your dog chewing furniture. Now imagine coming back home and finding your dog just staring at you, lubing up his paw. <laughs> yeah, you're about to find out. I am not a very good boy. <laughs> now, you know, as a, as a foreigner, I do feel obliged um, uh, to leave you with a Brexit joke. <laughs> that was high risk because you've got to... Oh, that was so funny. That was well done by Baldus, but he nearly missed it by about two seconds. Because if you walk off stage without the, the frog music, you haven't beaten the frog and you're not through to the clap-off. So that was brutally talented. I was like, Baldus, I hope you fucking started your watch when Eden started his watch. And, and you even went, oh, yeah, you got it. All right, cool. Well done. Right, so Evaldus Cross has got some great jokes. Right, we've got three more acts. Liam Tuffy is the next to them. Please give it up for Liam Tuffy! <laughs> What's up, gangsters? We alright? I love introducing myself by saying, What's up, gangsters? It's the last thing you expect to come out of the mouth of a guy that looks like Big Al from Toy Story 2. Like, I obviously want to make you laugh, but I also want you to understand that every time I tell that joke, a piece of me dies inside. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I always want to feel gangster, though. So, like, especially if I'm trying to make a good first impression, you're, like, in a nightclub or something. I want to roll up into the club, all eyes on me, looking like a motherfucking G. All right? All right. <laughs> but instead, the first thing that happens to me when I walk through the front doors of the club is my glasses steam up. So I can't see anything, right? <laughs> so instead of feeling like 50 Cent, I feel like Velma Dinky from Scooby-Doo. Like, I can't see without my glasses. Through me street cred, right? And it kind of feels like the club itself like knows that I'm a nerd, yeah? And it knows that I don't belong there. So it's just like picking on me for trying to join in with everyone else. Like, I've walked out of a nightclub with a giant sweat patch on my back and it was shaped like a fucking cock. <laughs> I'm being bullied by buildings, that's how, that's how pathetic I am. Like, I was in a nightclub once and the lights came on at the end of the night, which is like the internationally recognised symbol that you need to fuck off home now, right? <laughs> so everyone starts, like, legging it towards the front doors of this club and I thought I'd be smart and kill some time first and go to the toilet. Uh, but before my hand could even touch the handle on the toilet door, this bouncer just, like, swooped in front of me, between me and the door, right? And he looked so big and so primitive, right? He was swimming in the shallow end of the gene pool, and he still needed fucking armbands, this guy, right? <laughs> Bit like yourself, mate. No, 
Yeah. <laughs> that was quite harsh, that one. I went a bit like yourself, mate, thinking, oh, I'll pick on someone in the front row and look cool, and then I just look like a... Like, I looked like a fucking dickhead, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so he like, but he didn't say a word to me. He didn't say a word to me. He just like picked me up and put me over his shoulder, which as you can tell is fucking intimidating, right? <laughs> fucking up. He starts walking towards the back doors of this club. My arms and legs are just like dangling everywhere like that over his shoulder. I felt like Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. Except there wasn't a snake in me boot, just fucking piss. <laughs> Cause I was terrified, right? He takes me out back of this club, he kicks down the double doors, he throws me to the ground. And at this point, my survival instincts kick in, yeah. So I get on my knees and I open my mouth. <laughs> so, so some of you enjoy that, like, usually with the joke, you, you kind of want to, like, lead the crowd down, like, a path and then surprise them at the end. And that's where the funny bit comes from. So some of you found that funny, some of you were surprised. The rest of you just went, no surprise there. Completely expected you to do that, right? Well, I didn't get the shot in the mouth I was expecting. I didn't. Instead, he just, like, picked me up. And he pulled back. And he just... Tsh, like, bitch slapped me right across the face. <laughs> like, how disrespectful is that? Like, I'd rather have been punched, because at least that many thought I could take it. Right. What surprised me the most was my reaction, right? Because I've summoned up all my courage. And I pulled back. And I bitch slapped him right back. But with far too much bitch. And not enough slap. And so he found a staircase and he lashed me down it, right? <laughs> found out why they call it a flight of stairs as I was zooming down it face first like Superman. But I like to think I came out on top in that situation though because he could have gotten a blowjob. <laughs> Instead he spent his night mopping up my piss, so who wins? This guy. They're too loud as well, aren't they, nightclubs? You can't have a conversation. The only chance you've got to pull in in a nightclub is to seduce via the art of dance, right? And on a list of all the things I just can't do seductively, just moving in general is like number one. And it doesn't help that when I've had a drink, I think the best dance move at my disposal is to go up to the nearest girl and start shaking my moneymaker all over like I'm the fourth member of Destiny's Child. I'm just like, oh, 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 no, no. <laughs> Uh-oh, 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 oh, no, no. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. You definitely weren't ready for that jelly, were you, mate? No. Judging from the black eye, I'm going to wake up with tomorrow, neither see. <laughs> Another one of my dance moves I seem to think is acceptable after a few drinks is to just, like, gyrate my stuff all over the place. Like some sort of exotic belly dancer. Let's let themselves go. <laughs> it's like all belly and no dance, right? Just when it couldn't get any more demeaning, the lasso comes out. And suddenly, we're dealing with a horny cowboy. <laughs> the idea is I swing the lasso to the rhythm before I ensnare a lucky girl in the crowd. That's you, mate. And the idea is I start pulling them towards me seductively. But they just look really uncomfortable and stand still. <laughs> Contentious uh, pronunciation of lasso there. All right, okay, good. I think I think we all noticed it. The old Graham. Uh, <laughs> uh, two more acts to go. I've gone mad. I've had a kind of impto and I'm off my tits. Right, two more acts to go. Pete Phillips is the penultimate. Give it up for Pete Phillips. <laughs> 
so uh, I think we've identified there's a few liberal people in. So I want to talk a little bit about like the Me Too movement, right? So I worked in sales, got a new manager, seedy looking guy, slick back hair, wore a motorcycle jacket, drove a car. That's the kind of guy we're dealing with, right? <laughs> Within the first week, he'd sent every girl that I worked with a dick pic. So the girls told me, like, Pete, he sent us all a dick pic. I went, I'll solve this. Like we solve nuclear war with mutually assured destruction. So I sent him a dick pic. <laughs> he was on WhatsApp. Who dis? It's Pete from work. <laughs> we never spoke about that ever again. He just looked at me like, why, why would you do this? And I think that would solve Me Too movements. Joy, if every girl that ever received a dick pic sent back a bigger, better dick from the internet. A really big, veiny, monstrous thing. Going, sorry mate, this is how big you need to be to ride. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, if, if, like about 12 months ago, I was bleeding from the anus. <laughs> Quite a lot. So I googled it and it was like, you've got bum cancer or hemorrhoids. And I'm like a silver lining kind of guy. So I was like, right, it's probably hemorrhoids. So I've got the suppositories. I'm loading them in like I'm a novelty Pez dispenser. <laughs> Doesn't get any better. The pain, unreal. The blood, like a massacre. So I, I, uh, I, I go to the GP, go to the receptionist. Receptionist is like that gatekeeper, you know, the needy girlfriend that doesn't really want you to speak to a boyfriend. Will you tell me what you want and then I'll tell him and then maybe you can have an appointment. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. I'll be, so I go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bleeding from the anus. And she goes, oh, all right, okay, do you want to come in the separate? No, no, we'll talk about it out here. You want to talk about my bloody anus? Let's do it. She's like, well, what sort of pain are you in? And I go, well, imagine you get your bottom lip and then you stretch it up over your head. <laughs> That's what it feels like every time I go to number two. She's like, okay, no problem. Come in this room. We'll get him to have a look. And when he says look, he meant touch. <laughs> now, from the sensation I felt, it did feel like he put his head up there to have a good look around. Now... Phillips does not beat the frog. Eden, how long did he do? Two minutes 40. Okay. Alex Stringer is the final act. Please give it up for Alex Stringer! Hello, my name's Alex Stringer. Thank you for having me. So, recently I had a rectal exam. <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> And I was bent over on the bed and there had to be a female nurse present because my doctor was a guy, so he couldn't Harvey Weinstein me. <laughs> so I was bent over on the bed and the doctor lubed up because <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> and inserted his two fingers, yes, boys, <laughs> into my anus. Now my issue was, the nurse had a hand on my shoulder and if I didn't wince, did she know I'd done anal? 
So I decided to like shudder, but it came out as more of like a shimmy. Like I heard my song and I was making my way to the dance floor. Um, but she bought it right, so she was rubbing my back going, it's all right, love, we're nearly there. As if I wasn't loving every second. Rude. And at the end, she gave me a lollipop for my trouble. How nice is that? God save our NHS. Anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit about fisting, which I've never done. <laughs> Mummy, are you proud? No, she's not. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to talk about the logistics of it. Like, is it like all guns blazing and like throw a punch in and hope it lands? Or is it like when you're a kid and you're trying to fit your whole fist in your mouth? <laughs> so you start small and then you go for the knuckles. I don't know, so many questions. <laughs> I recently moved home, which has its ups and downs. Downs, I would say, is that the fridge is nearly always empty. Like, I feel like I'm back living in student halls, surviving off super noodles and cum. It was a great time. It was a simple time. But one of the things I do like about being at home is I really like this painting above my bed, which says, when I first saw you, I fell in love, and you smiled because you knew, which is such a lovely daily reminder that I've never been in love. So that's cool. <laughs> Alex Stringer does not mean the frog need, and how long did she do? Two minutes thirty. Okay, good. Very consistent. Right, good. Thanks very much to everyone who did beat the frog tonight. Uh, we'll welcome the people.